yeah, I mean, that birth really put me on a trajectory of going from unconsciousness to consciousness, going like something is not right here. Something that happened to me is not what it's meant to be. And really diving into all of that. Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here. It is Greg with the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. Thank you for being here and spending a little bit of your day learning something new. We are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people that move through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I hope you are as excited as I am to get to this week's episode. Here we go. Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here at the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. I am very excited to share an interview today with the lovely, talented, and always doing really cool stuff, Elena Harder. Elena is a new connection to me, and I am beyond excited to explore some of the concepts that she teaches and empowers women with. Elena is a courage catalyst and bulletproof mom coach. She started her awakening journey when she conceived her son in an abusive relationship and then spent seven years in crippling postpartum depression, self-loathing, and people-pleasing. She never gave up hope on finding a way through. Her search for mental health led Elena to study mindfulness, spirituality, NLP, theta healing, tantra, optimal nutrition, and intermittent fasting to find a way to finally recover her mind and joyful soul. Now she works with other mothers to help them master the tools and skills that really work to remove their negative self-talk, eliminate stress, heal their hearts, and remove anxiety, fear, and depression. She believes that by sharing vulnerable stories and hard-earned wisdom, others don't need to make the same mistakes, can move from suffering to joy much faster, and be empowered to find their own joygasmic life. It was really fun to have such a inspiring and call it out of the box discussion with Elena about joygasmic life, uh, orgasmic birth, her own podcast, Tantra, mental health, how we can use the body and her big passion being in pleasure. There is a lot of really good information. She has a fantastic website, elenaharder.com. And a lot of cool things are going on in her life and for her. It is it is fun, it is empowering, and I really enjoyed having this conversation. And I would encourage you to check out her podcast as well because there's a ton of great information out there, and it's not just for moms. There's a lot of good stuff. So without further ado, we're going to hit the cow here and go right into the episode. Enjoy. Hey, all right, friends, we are back here with the Wisdom of the Wilderness, and it is Greg here. I am sitting inside an infrared sauna without it turned on because I found out the hard way. That's a really bad idea if you try a video date. Don't do that. And uh, I'm also excited because this is the first episode with someone I have yet to meet in person. So I'm just going to let my guest introduce themselves, and we're going to roll with it right from there. Oh, thank you so much, Greg. I'm super excited to be on the podcast. I've heard wonderful things about you from the people that we both know, but we haven't met yet in person. So um, yeah, my name's Elena Harder Rekshan. And yes, that's my real last name. And it's perfectly divine. <laughs> um, 
one I was born with, one I married into, and we said we just run with it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I am passionate about all things physiological birth, autonomous birth, sovereign birth, um, creating a space where women can trust their bodies, trust their intuition, trust themselves, and doing the sort of preparatory care, nutrition, um, psychological work to make sure that that's really easy and it's effective to do that. I believe that our generation, uh, the people who are making babies now, we were the benefit, the beneficiaries of an incredible amount of personal work in terms of re removing physical violence from our personal histories, from the collective as like a normal thing. And we have the responsibility of creating an even more beautiful world for our children. And I think that looks like in my world and the people I talk to and I work with, um, it looks like creating an enlightened civilization, which means there's very little room for, oh my God, I sound like my mother or I just keep doing this thing over and over again and I hate it and I feel so guilty. Um, and so I work with women primarily and their partners to remove those old stories, remove those past pro programmings and traumas and create space for them to do what nature intended, which is have orgasmically, joygasmically beautiful births. Um, and it's just, it's a real pleasure to be doing this work and I'm super excited to be connecting with you and getting to talk more about it today. Thank you so yeah. much for having me here. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, and thank you for being open to this. Uh, I know the person that connected us, I'm very excited for. And everything in this wide-ranging topic of joygasmic anything uh, <laughs> sounds fantastic. Because if you go and buy, go shopping, you're like, oh, there's organic food. But if you just think it's orgasmic food, it makes it that much better. <laughs> so I do that all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, and birth is like such an important, call it rite of passage or ritual for yeah. people as well. So there's this huge component of, oh, wow, what did people used to do? We have a really strange way that people think is normal of doing it now. Yeah. Um, how, how did you get into this? How did <laughs> having an orgasm while having birth? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, you mentioned Kim Anami, so she's definitely been an inspiration in my life for many, many years. Um, I got into this work basically after my son was born in 2010. Um, I suffered incredible um, uh, Western medical trauma, traumatic <clears throat> birth, and I experienced postpartum depression, postpartum bipolar, PTSD, um, you know, going from sobbing uncontrollably to laughing hysterically within the course of about 20 minutes, um, really struggling with self-worth, self-identity, um, who was I, who had I become as a mother. Um, I ended up single momming for many years and while traveling and doing all sorts of fun things. There's so many stories in there, but if people are interested in that, they can listen to my podcast. Um, yeah. We won't get into all of it here. Uh, but there's so many stories. And yeah, I mean, that birth really put me on a trajectory of going from unconsciousness to consciousness, going like something is not right here. Something that happened to me is not what it's meant to be. And really diving into all of that. For many years, it was seeking to find balance, get out of that sort of mania depression cycle. Um, and so along the way, I studied nutrition, I studied fasting, I studied Tantra, because uh, that was always a very supportive, loving uh, feeling for me. And I had the first joygasm, which was a really incredible experience um, that we can touch on a little bit later. 
Mm-hmm. So basically, my my way of my word for a Kundalini awakening and the experience of life force being like pulsing through your body in a powerful way. Um, yeah, and it just really made me realize that the our co- body's capacity for pleasure is endless. It continues to expand, and that's a really worthwhile journey to explore, especially as the connection to that pleasure space was something that kept me afloat when life was really shitty, you know, when I had no rent money and um, my roommates had moved out because they were angry with my ex and blah, 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 blah. Like so many drama stories. Um, the, that sense of the joygasmic, that sense that like life was meant to be blissful and beautiful was always with me. And so I just kept pursuing that until I eventually worked my way out of the shithole and into a place where my life truly is really beautiful and, and orgasmic on the other side. Um, you know, from single mama to like, I'm now pregnant with a new partner of three years. We have like an incredible conscious relationship where we can talk through anything. Our sex life is incredible. Um, you know, things come up, but we talk about them and in really good constructive ways, which is night and day from where I was, which was like, you're a crazy piece of shit. You're fucking hippie friends. What are you doing? Like never leave the house, <laughs> you know, like all this sort of like really like intense abusive crap that I didn't even know was not okay. Um, so, you know, I like to tell the story because I think a lot of people are stuck in those cycles and it's important to know that there's something better out there for them, whether that's in relationship or intimacy or pregnancy, like there's, there's always something better than what you've experienced and you deserve it. So check it out, see what happens. Yeah, for sure. And thank you for sharing all of that. And there's such a huge piece as well of, the inspiration and empowerment that you offer and provide by sharing that story. Cause that mm-hmm. can click something for one person on mm-hmm. one part of the story, even the last, you know, last little blurb, the, the sound quotes from you there, like there are so many things that would connect with a different person at a different level yeah. that can be that trigger to like, Oh, Hey, I can leave this relationship. Yeah. I can have an orgasmic birth. I could have kids, whatever it might be. Like, yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. And I was the lady who thought children were like evil, stinky, and like kind of annoying until I got pregnant. Right. So I got pregnant with my first accidentally. Well, I say I was as consciously as I could at the time. So I was Mm -hmm. kind of doing it on purpose, but I was massively unconscious in my life. And like the the 5 a.m. bar star girl. Right. So you know it's like we yeah we can go through like massive transformation in this life and and our children like our children are here to wake us up for that and our pain is here to wake us up for that and our suffering is here to wake us up for that so really being served all the way across the board to just be fabulous human beings yeah (laughs) yeah that is good wow there's so many things i'm so curious about ask away Um, ask away (laughs) oh wow cool free open book we don't censor here that's bad um gosh what was there a moment like or a moment or an experience that got you started onto the path of moving moving with like the pleasure aspect or the tantra aspect then moving into orgasmic birth um like this was something I heard about this and that got me started and it built onto this It built onto this. Hmm. Um, let me think about that for a second. Like yeah. got me into the, 
So the pleasure, I mean, positive psychology, really my desperation around my like mental health and like wanting to drive off buildings or wanting to drive off bridges, wanting to jump off buildings, like feeling really furiously angry with my son and being like, I'm on a consciousness journey, but I'm a bitch. Like, how do I figure this out? Mm -hmm. Um, That was sort of the impetus to start looking at positive psychology. Um, And positive psychology gave me an eyeball to go, oh, it's not all about like Jungian psychology, like you're messed up, let's talk about it for 20 years and Mm -hmm. you'll be 4% less messed up. It's like, no no offense, like there are people out there who do really good talk talk therapy and stuff like that, Um, but it wasn't my jam, right? And Mm -hmm. I was single parenting, so I didn't have an hour to go to a yoga class to calm down. Um, So there was there was really a need, let's say, um, you know, my mental health was deteriorating. I, I had a small child um, and I just had to figure something out. So the positive psychology gave me um, some wisdom there. And then I got into body hacks. So, um, you know, anybody who's listening right now, if you're not driving, if you've got free hands, you can literally just like stretch your arms out as wide as they'll go and put like a giant stupid like I don't know why I'm actually smiling or why I'm doing this kind of like big win on your face. And if you hold that for like 30 seconds, I'm going to time us. It's like 59 right now. So yeah. we'll just like hold it with me. I'll keep talking and explain why we're doing yeah. this. And it's like I'm holding to. Yes. Awesome. So <laughs> as we're holding this posture, literally our bo- the arms out is telling our body I'm the biggest motherfucker in the room like I am big and strong and powerful I'm not curled up in a ball crying I am strong and the smile is telling our body I'm happy there's somebody just told a bit like this is the posture my smile makes when somebody told a really great joke or I'm hanging out with friends and I'm having a good time or all of these things and so as we hold it if we hold it for more than 30 seconds, which is where we're at right now, it starts to get a little weird. And you're like, okay, why am I doing this? The, the brain is literally going like, am I happy? And I think I'm happy. I, I must be happy because I'm still smiling. I must be powerful because my arms are still out. Huh? And this is the, the essence of biohacking. This is, you can put your arms mm-hmm. down now, by the way, and give them a little shake. I'm sure they're a little tired. Mine are. Are they, are they still there? Oh yeah. You they're still put, there. They're still there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but it it has a physiological effect on our body. And so I started to study like, huh, how do we do this? How do we, how do we find a way to get more, use the body to like sort of overcome that mind? They say like mind over matter. This was like matter over mind. Um, And I literally would just do these practices day after day after day. And then I did have a really epic magical moment where holding that posture while crying turned into a full body orgasm orgasmic joygasmic kundalini awakening and i was given like like a lightning bolt voice from the sky kind of moment i was given um the word joygasm i was like what was that what just happened to me um and it's like oh that was a joygasm i'm like what the fuck's a joygasm so then i went on a mission to go figure out like did other people have this experience what had happened to me was i okay like um and I found the tantric community and I was like, oh, there's a whole bunch of people here who like understand that there's energy in the body and that if we manipulate and utilize that energy in good ways, it can be really pleasurable. And from that point onwards, I always knew the pleasure was available. Don't get me wrong. I spent like, I think at that point, I got like four or five years before I really kind of got out of the shit. <laughs> Um, but mm-hmm. I always knew it was possible. I was like, huh, 
Like if I wanted to not feel shitty right now, I could turn towards that, but I kind of just want to keep feeling shitty. And you're like, Oh my God, what a terrible place to be in. But like, that's where I was at. So I kept choosing shitty for a while. Um, and eventually I got to the point where, you know, just sort of picking away at it little bit by little bit, I got to the point where I was like, what, what if I didn't want to feel shitty? What if I wanted to feel good, good like that more often? Like what would life look like? And then, you know, a couple, three or four years of that. And now I'm in a place and it's like, oh, life's really beautiful. And, you know, I had trial and error. I didn't know what I was doing. So now I have the beautiful opportunity to guide people through that journey, like much quicker than what I, what I went through by sharing like these different body hacks and the nutrition piece is really a big part as well. Um, just plugging the holes in the bucket and then filling the bucket with joygasmic fluid, basically. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. So and much. Yeah, yeah, even just like hearing the experience and the passion in your voice, mm. this is clearly a passion of yours, but like the depth of that experience on your own to be able to have full body orgasm is incredible. Mm. Mm. Well, it was it was super liberating for me because I explored sexuality starting with my first boyfriend. I hadn't really explored on my own beforehand. And so to come, which I think is a lot of women's situations or their first situation is like really uncomfortable or non-consensual or da da da. right? There's lots of terrible things that have happened in the world in terms of sexuality. Um, but I had never really explored outside of partnership. To, so to find that place that I had been seeking for, like that really deep juicy like so, so connected so much pleasure in the body like so engaged and to realize that that lived somewhere in in my body and didn't necessarily have something to do with another person's body interacting with me that was really really liberating I remember going like maybe I don't miss him maybe I just miss lying on my back with my legs open you know <laughs> yeah it's like oh oh interesting like maybe there's just yeah. something in that posture that like energy flow in a good way huh like let me explore that right and, yeah yeah and yeah. we're taught we're taught with with like pornography right most people have encountered that in some way shape or form um and the the, the lesson and the imagery there is so physically based right and oh for sure and we're energetic as well as physical, as well as emotional, as well as spiritual beings. So to begin to acknowledge and tap into that energetic sensuality or energetic sexuality is really exciting. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially on the energetic level, there's so much focus, excuse me, whether it's on like through pornography or sexualization of like it's only physical. But when you yeah. can connect with someone at a different it really can transform and like the magic of touch or of uh, uh, breathing I'm the word to come together is blanking to me it's a word that means come together that's not coming to me so I'm gonna stop messing with that phrase I'm trying to find uh syn yeah, synchronizing there we go there you go it came up, it came up but synchronized breathing and moving the breath and seeing wow look at these incredible things that can happen but then you can yeah. get into what can these things happen by myself just with yeah. breathing wow yeah. yeah just with breathing right and it's like whoa like there's something here that like nobody told me about that I need to know and and I, I think what's really exciting about that place is that it really returns personal power back to self in because now instead of 
looking outwards to a physical act or a person for that feeling, you go, I can cultivate that within myself and then I can share it with somebody else. And when you do that, you're coming from a much more whole place You and you bypass all of this like neediness, clinginess, like all of these sort of like intense emotions that often destroy relationships, right? We, we've all heard about like the girl who just like won't stop texting or the guy who won't stop texting. And it's like, well, if they felt confident and centered in themselves, they wouldn't be looking so hard to find that from somebody else and maybe give the relationship the space it needs to, to really flourish in a good way as two individuals who are whole and integral come together, rather not come together. Rather than, um, you know, rather than like trying to force that or trying to like find completion in another person. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot to be the coming together phrasing of two it. people <laughs> nailed it. Um, or even just like how that can turn with oneself of going, like having the energy of I'm here to explore and what happens like, Hey yeah. partner, we're traveling together. Let's try this and see what happens is such a different energy from, okay, cool. We're going to fuck right now. And Oh, that happened. Oh, that happened you get the different dynamics and you're open to explore more possibilities and like, Whoa, did that just, Holy hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. There's a a feeling of like exploration, curiosity, you know, we have a fairly good idea what happens when we use our hands and our body parts in various ways. It's it's pretty, I mean, there's magic in it too, but when we get into the breath, it's like, stuff open when we add breath, let's say stuff, stuff's possible and can happen that, we didn't know it was possible and get into that feminine like side of the intimacy rather than the very like logical linear physical side of it. Yeah. 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 You get into all the, what the slow burn versus mm-hmm. the ready to pop anytime, essentially <laughs> energy and how can you, hmm, in the, in the context of a heterosexual partnership, how can you st- build and then stoke that fire for both to yeah. continue going which you yeah. can do but it's not presented in the mainstream no world. i mean the, the mainstream world says like you fall in love magically you fight a bunch and then you live happily ever after and that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you're like um or maybe you don't live happily ever after maybe you get divorced and end up like in custody battles for forever right <laughs> it's yeah. like Oh, like that's not a super inspiring narrative. And, you know, I'd love what I'd love to see more of is this narrative of yes, relationship takes work. Yes, you're going to have to be naked and uncomfortable in in your conversations and your honesty. Yes, you're going to have to look at the things that are challenging. But on the other side of that is like toe tingling, like finger curling, like neighbor waking, like (laughs) intimacy. And, you know, we want that. Like most people want that. And if they don't want it, then there's probably some like bigger trauma they need to work through to be totally honest. Yeah. Yeah. I fully, fully agree with that. And, and seeing how much, how much can change when you're willing to be vulnerable on, on either side of a partnership, whether that is, you know, look, looking at past experiences, how many people, is it a giant, like do eye gazing for three minutes or five minutes? 
or oh my gosh you know like we have to have the lights off so you don't see me naked you're like uh your body i'm a body everybody has something about their body uh it's not a big deal but there's the perceptions we're socialized and conditioned into so you're like breaking out of all these different things to be like we can just experience joy and pleasure together yeah let's do it and and go yes yeah yeah, for sure. And I've just, you, you said this, like, let, let's turn the lights on and look at each other sort of thing. And I was yeah. like, let's like nibble each other's like love fat rolls and like really get it into all the cells of our body that like we love each other exactly the way that we are, you know, that's like next yeah. level, take it up a notch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's cool. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm a certified body talk practitioner. So I took a cool. course called Freefall, which you do entirely naked. That has wow. been one of the best, like, drop this hint on a date deal breakers. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So you... I took this course naked once with a bunch of people. What? what? Oh, good gravy. Like, it's actually not a big deal. But <laughs> all these blocks that you're conditioned into versus, you know, you're a mom, you're going to have birth fairly soon. And yeah. it's going to be orgasmic. Like, I've seen people's minds blown. What do you mean that can happen? That can't happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's really about it's about stripping away all the programming. Like we've literally, most people have been indoctrinated with like twenty to seventy thousand hours of TV before the age of ten that says all of these cultural messages. And you know, it takes time and effort to undo that programming, but it's absolutely worth it because on the other side, you get to be liberated enough that you get you feel excited about the idea of doing a course with somebody naked or it doesn't freak you out or you can say yeah. something like hey let's try this tonight and yeah. this might be way out of your comfort zone but you know that you can handle having the conversation and figuring it out yeah 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 it, it's an interesting reflection too i'm like where mm, the mass of society tends to be versus who's Who's at the, what is it, the bell curve? Who's at the opposite ends of the bell curve? Yeah. But, you know, how, how you see, like, okay, really? Like, taking a class naked or talking to your partner naked is that big of a deal? Dude, have you been to a gym? Have you had a shower in a gym? Not a big deal. But, yeah, yeah oh, my gosh, a female or a male. Oh, my God. It's, yeah. it's so weird. And at the same time, once you go through it and have been through that experience yourself, sharing or doing you know tantric breath work with somebody a number of the different exercises that your website has that people can find out there it's actually not that big a deal it's your perception of it and your conditioning so like you can pull that away and yeah yeah. you can drop it really fast too um literally today i i did a consultation with a woman who you know we walked into the conversation. She was like, yeah, I'll have to go to the hospital at some point. And I'm like, and, and like, will they let me like start labor on my own? I'm like, you literally have to show up at the hospital for them to do the thing they want to do. The only thing you need to do to make that not happen is not drive yourself to the hospital. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, it's re- like people, but people, many people are so programmed that they just do the thing. Yeah. And that's some of the work that I do with people around birth is like, 
there's a whole bunch of programming that needs to get um, un, undone, right? Like every movie you saw where there's a lady on a like gurney screaming on her back on the way into the delivery room. And it's like, well, first of all, she should be walking. Second of all, she shouldn't be on her back. She should be a free freedom of movement. Third of all, she should be a home, not at a hospital. And like, I, I actually don't like to shit on people. I just put a lot of shoulds out there. But if yeah. we're talking, but if we're talking about physiological orgasmic birth, like it is much more difficult to achieve at a hospital than at home just like having an orgasm would be a lot more difficult to achieve with people coming in unannounced every 15 minutes in your bedroom or in yeah. a hospital right like yeah. you know it's like, yeah. or having a poop i like to use the poop analogy for guys yeah because they understand that it's like somebody's checking up your butt every 10 every 15 minutes with their fingers to see if your poops come out yet or not and it's like uh good luck getting that poop out of your body with somebody checking every 15 minutes yeah like you know, yeah. it's just like it's not gonna happen. So, <laughs> so the question then becomes like, how can we create a good container and a good psychological preparation, a good nutritional preparation, so that people can have really incredible experiences? It's not so complex, but it does take a leap of faith for most people. Yeah, yeah, and it it it's cultivating that. I don't know what's that word, what's that phrase, what's that experience that you share with someone that triggers that? Oh. I'm curious. Oh, maybe I'll read an article. Maybe I'll listen to Eleanor's podcast. Maybe we'll, maybe in two weeks you'll do it. It's like, how do you, how do you approach that to shift the mindset out of, yeah, I'm going to go and um, do this thing in this place that smells like antiseptic death. Um, <laughs> this is great. Yeah, yeah, not the comfort of my own home where I can control the environment. I'll go do it with Wi-Fi blaring at me and harsh lights and oh gosh, blanking on the word. Uh, not disinterested, but like dispassionate people. Or you know, you're here, well, but you're indifferent. Yeah, a yeah. Lot of, I mean, a lot of the birth people get like the the because it's important to know that the people who work in hospital maternity birth genuinely generally got into those practices because they care about women and babies but in order to get into the position that they're in they had to go through somewhere between two to six years to eight years of highly traumatic schooling that taught them one they're looking at and it trained them to deal with hospitalized medical managed birth right emergencies things that are emergencies so just like we talk about law of attraction, the reticular activating system, like these parts of the brain that are looking for, so they're literally looking at people going like, are you an emergency? Scanning for emergencies, scanning for emergencies, no emergency, scanning for emergencies, right? Whereas what birth requires is like, let's get, like what physiological, uh, which is like in attunement with the nature of the body and the thing that we were literally designed for that our birthright is, is to give birth naturally in a transcendental, ecstatic, maybe not orgasmic, maybe orgasmic, you know, this incredible place where we're like higher than we've ever been in our whole lives on love and connection, because we're literally two beings becoming two beings and one body to two beings in two bodies, right? It's like literally yeah. like a really incredible psychological, spiritual transformation. Um, and when we're in a safe place, it's really easy for physiological birth to happen because we can be in that oxytocin. We can be in that love hormones. 
when we're needing to defend or deflect or, you know, argue with people to defend our safety, it becomes really challenging to have that kind of experience. Yeah. Yeah. Having uh, actually spent a week of my life living on the maternity ward, Mm. which is a story for another time. Uh, I was in the hospital. I was put into the maternity ward. Don't know why. But being in that <laughs> environment and seeing, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Maybe I'll be on your <laughs> podcast and talk about that. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but being in that environment and seeing like the difference in the nurses that were there versus not, um, but also seeing and experiencing what can shift when like the, the energies of two become the energy of one when you're working with a partner and some of the magic I personally experienced, I'm sure you have multiple experiences with that. Like, it really is transformative and transcendent of yes. an experience where you're like, whoa, wh- how did you're like a centaur, but not a centaur. That's not a good <laughs> analogy, Greg. Find a better analogy, pull better things out of the ether. But yeah, like that, that two becoming one and you're like, whoa, we are united and what is happening? Wow. Mm-hmm. Let's try mm-hmm. that again. Mm-hmm. 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 I like the centaur metaphor. I thought it was good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. It made sense to me, but I don't, hopefully yeah. everybody out there knows what a centaur is. If not, use the magical witchcraft thing in your hand and look it up. yeah exactly um yeah and i mean that one of the things that i like to talk about is that birth is not a medical event right it's been turned into this medical event we can talk i don't know if i want to get into like the technocracy and and the prevalence of like medical trauma as mind control like that's probably another conversation for another day (laughs) i've got some of that on my podcast um but but, you know, we have this varied experience where, um, oh, I don't even remember. I got so caught up with my own thoughts about technocracy right there. I don't even remember what I was going <laughs> to say. That's okay. Then. Whatever. Um, we'll come back to it. Yeah. yeah. The, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, it, it's the experience that's shared. Yeah. And oh, there we go. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's a good question to go into. Um, I mean, I personally have experience with one past partner and Mm -hmm. it was in the context of wait you have tantra things we could listen to yeah totally let's do it okay cool and whether oh i think it was a combination of we were traveling through utah through some incredibly powerful energetic places we were backpacking in canyonlands and Mm -hmm. working with some of the concepts from the the perspective that we had listened to, um, which was Margot Anand. Um, sure, was it the, the art of sexual magic or something like that? I'd have to look it up again, but working with that and then just starting off and working through the exercises that were guided and then being like, Holy cow. Like if you're leaning against me and just feeling it, feeling the energy start to move and then realizing like, Hey, wow, she was breathing on her own. I was breathing on my own. All of a sudden um, we're back to back feeling, Hey, we're now breathing as one and it's just Mm. flowing. And wow, I can feel all this energy moving and I know what's about to happen. Like, Mm. Holy cow. And 
spending a bunch of time the next little bit that we were together just exploring that hang on like this mm. is incredible um yeah i guess are your experiences similar or <laughs> what has your experience been with um aligning with partners and getting into that the openness to explore and experience rather than hey this is what we're conditioned to do this is what we should do no let's try this cool thing that kim and Naomi talks about mm. orgasms that sounds freaking awesome ping pong mm-hmm. balls cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah i mean personal experience I, i've had numerous partners over the last uh decade since my son was born i was just like is this interesting? No, next. Is this interesting? No, next. We bought a bunch of that. Lovely human beings along the way, obviously. Um, I would say some people it was sparky, some people it wasn't. Um, with the ones that it was sparky, like, wow, this fun to explore. I I love um, being in that space. I love facility. I think more than, well, I don't know more than, but like one of the things I got to do that I really loved was sharing the joygasm workshops and facilitating those experiences for people um, oh. and and creating a space that felt safe where people would do literally that activity that you mentioned sitting back to back yeah. and basically just building an energy ball each of them and and watching all the different dynamics you know because from that teacher space or that facilitator space you can really see how the different energies play out. And some people be really quiet and calm together. And some people you'd have a couple or like, they're not a couple, but uh, mm-hmm. two people who just met that evening. And she's like rolling and writhing all over. And I'm like, wow, like everybody's got really different ways of expressing this. And I used to think the loud and, and uh, the loud and r- twitchy version, I used to call it um, yeah. was, was sort of the best one. It was the one that mm-hmm. I really preferred at that time in my life. And, you know, this is now coming up on like maybe seven years of working with Mm -hmm. this like orgasmic energy in this way. Um, I found that it's mellowed a bunch and maybe Mm -hmm. it isn't as wild and twitchy. Mm. I mean, sometimes it is, but, but it's become more, it's become more pervasive, right? So instead of sort of like these lightning, lightning bolt peaks, it's more like all the clouds and all the thunder that's happening in the storm right okay yeah yeah the thunder rolls and the lightning strikes yeah so it's really become like more broad and dense and uh and and like permeating my life in a in a way that's been really interesting so yeah it's, it's a constant exploration and and i think it's important just bringing it back to birth is like mm-hmm. um it's important to recognize that birth is part of a woman's sexual experience. You know, how did the baby get in there? That's how the baby gets out. Maybe not exactly, but those sensations, those experiences, that same, that same uh, surrender to the ecstatic, same surrender to that merging, that unity consciousness and the space of being uh, not sure what's going on, but like fully trusting in it. Cause wow, it feels so good or wow. It, it feels so intense in my body and I'm choosing to interpret it as good, which is sometimes yeah. also part of that journey. Right. Yes. We can, we can, I mean, you've probably had this experience of being in those really expanded consciousness, pleasure states. And if you get freaked out, it just, it just slams shut. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and if you can then find your way to get unfreaked, 
take a 10 minute break and talk through whatever got triggered and, and then come back to that breath and that connection. And you're in a really radically different place and, and you're able to expand, continue expanding from there. And I think that, you know, they say the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So people are trying to change the way they're giving birth, but they're anxious and depressed and they're not willing to do something about it during their pregnancy. Then, well, good luck with your orgasmic birth. I mean, it does happen because the mm-hmm. hormones of birth are so powerful. But, you know, you can utilize this time, especially if it's a first baby, to really deepen your connection with your partner, to really um, deepen your connection with with your own um, sensuality, with that energetic experience, and and come to a really beautiful place with it. Because when you can do that, when you let go of the sexual trauma most women have, most men have too but for different reasons usually mm-hmm. um you know like circumcision that's a whole other podcast You've got that one covered you probably don't want to listen to it but it's good to listen to anyway um yeah it's challenging but it's really interesting to, to i recommend it tough as it might be because a lot of stuff that comes out of that yeah trauma yeah 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 a lot of stuff that lot of you know yeah a lot of violence that's perpetrated on on very young men boys babies um that doesn't need to happen and and this is part of like getting birth out of the hospital because nobody at home is ever going to say hey let's get some scissors and just like pull this you know and just like take part of our body our baby's body off like it's as weird as saying like let's just chop one of their fingernails off see what happens right um you know like nobody at home is ever going to do that but because people are putting their trust in these like systems and these like medical medicine will save me or med doctors know what they're doing or whatever, because there's this like trust that has been programmed and trained into people. Mm -hmm. They go ahead and say yes to procedures like circumcision, which is a mutilation or a like, you know, severe trauma, severe trauma to the, to the young baby boy. And, you know, we think it's horrific. We could, I could go on and on about circumstances. Yeah. I don't know if we necessarily oh, yeah. want to do that today. I, I, I could too. There's lots of other resources out there. Uh, if you're yeah. curious, you know, you can do your yeah. own research, but uh, please check into it. Uh, yeah. It's not normal. Yeah. 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 Common. Um, Common. Natural, not normal. Yeah. Yeah. Normalized. Normal. Yeah. And, and there's numerous other things like that. Maybe not. That's a, that's probably one of the more extreme examples, but um, there's numerous other things like that, that happen through hospital birth by default, by programming, by like, this is just what we do. And when we can claim our own power back and really sort of like shake out, like take the, take the goggles off and go like, Whoa, there's something else going on here. Or maybe you're walking around your life with your goggles off already, but then you get pregnant and you go like, you put the goggles right back on because it's, some of the deepest, most intense limbic imprinting we have because it's related to our own birth. We have to process through all of those traumas to be able to find the experience that we're looking for. And it's absolutely doable. It's absolutely worthwhile. Um, and it takes a, a concentrated decision to say like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And I want birth my yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Having, having a conscious intent and focus as well as the courage to stand up for yourself and not be bullied by yeah. anyone or any institution out there into giving up what you want. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, really exactly. important. 
exactly. And and it doesn't take a lot. Like I literally talked to a mom today who walked into an hour long call with me who was like, yeah, so I mean, my OB said they would let me birth, let me start um, labor naturally. And I go like, excuse me, you're the one who gets you and the baby are the ones who are choosing that. And by the end of the conversation, by the end of the hour long conversation, she goes, you know, it would be so much easier to just do this whole thing at home. That's what I wanted to do originally. I let my partner talk me out of it. I let my, you know, OB talk me out of it. And you just talk me back into doing what I want to do. And I go like, yeah, you're the one who gets to make the decision. And this woman had already had a V, uh, like a cesarean that she didn't want. She didn't choose. She got into that cascade of inter interventions. Um, which starts as early as the 20 week or 12 week ultrasound, right? Starts as early as the pregnancy test, right? We don't need a pregnancy test to tell us we're pregnant. You wait. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many ladies have been through like, oh my God, am I pregnant? Cause my period didn't come. And there's a whole, I got go on a whole tangent about like knowing your cycle and managing your cycle with herbs and with ancient traditions and stuff like that. It's like, again, a whole nother conversation. Um, but, but in this, process like it's just like every step of the way returning our power back and it's really exciting to see like with with um what wild birth and free birth support and joygasm joygasmic birth like all these different projects that i'm working on with various people is mm. there really is a change in what women are calling for and what they're wanting maybe over the last 20 years they've said we want midwives to support we don't want the birth to be as invasive um you know in the 60s it was not it was really common for women to be um put on narcotic drugs before the delivery of their baby we're wondering why we've got fentanyl as like a huge issue in society opioid addiction it's mm -hmm. like all these babies all these babies were born on opioids rather than on their mom's natural dmt this is causing these issues so we've got you know in the 80s in the 60s it was like conked out, drugged, you know, a hundred years before that, it was like tied up, hung upside down, like chloroform to the nose. Like it's really barbaric what has happened in birth um, over the last 200 years and, and beyond. Basically, as soon as it stopped being a woman to woman care thing and started being um, man to woman care. And you're like, birth mm -hmm. is a woman's is a woman's right of passage. It's a woman's right to support. There are some really incredible men out there who are doing good work, but by and large, like let the women manage birth is what I think. And yeah. So, you know, now what we're seeing is this rise up of women going, we can see that you've co-opted the word midwife. We can see that the insurance companies have like taken those women out of their power to be really profoundly beautiful woman to woman support. Cause we've got woman plus insurance to woman support, which is different. Um, and so free birth is coming up, free birth, wild birth, um, home sovereign birth, autonomous birth, physiological birth, all of these are sort of synonymous and they all have a wide range of uh, explanation of what they mean, but it basically just means we trust birth, it's not a medical event, it's a spiritual rite of passage that takes a woman from being a young woman to a... Um, to a mother and that is a profound transformation that when it is honored creates a very empowered human being and there are lots of reasons that you and I and your listeners know why you know the hospital system doesn't want empowered beings walking around on planet earth but as awakened and awakening and 
um, you know, enlightening human beings on the planet. We can, we absolutely mm -hmm. need to come into this power and say, no, 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 no. I'm not birthing with my kids with your trauma. Thank you so much. We're going to do it a new way. And that doesn't mean you need to birth all on your own. It doesn't mean you need to not have support, but it does mean that you need to be very, very particular about who you're letting into your circle, what that looks like and, and finding ways to deal with the worries and the concerns and the programming that comes up because it will come up. And then we just work with it and, and find your way into a beautiful, beautiful space. Mm. Yeah. Last couple sentences you said, like, it's really important to have a discernment in what energy yeah. is you, are you connecting with what intention you setting out there just because someone says this is the way it's done does not mean that's the only way it's done yeah. on any level of anything. Yeah. And especially there's so many ways and like, all, all the things that you offer, all the services, all the consultations, like that's huge and so beneficial as more people are leaving systems that clearly don't work. Yeah. And it's exciting to be on the forefront of a new paradigm of return it, reminding people that the power to say yes or no is within you. You don't need someone else's decisions for your body. Yeah. You, you don't. You don't need somebody else's decisions to make choices for your body, your body, your right, your decision. And I mean, most of the stuff that I teach, you can find on the Internet. I just happen to bring it together in a coherent place that's all in one package so people can go, oh, thank you. I don't have to do the sifting through the research. I go like, sweetheart, like I knew I was going to conceive a baby like 10 years before I did it. I've been like researching all the like psychological healing and all the new stuff for like 10 years and then when I got closer to that baby making time I was like okay now let's study birth in more depth and you know it, it really it can be condensed down into such a simple set of information which is your body has the wisdom to do this your intuition will tell you what to do next you can trust yourself you are prepared because you are a woman and you were born for this you're not a woman, Greg, but you know, the ladies yeah. listening. <laughs> the, the people out there listening. <laughs> I could be. Can't we be? <laughs> you could be a woman with a very deep voice for all I know. I don't yes. know. Yes. Yes. Who knows? We've never yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and yet that that's great because that ties to a question I had of like you have yeah. a lot of different courses on your website. Um Joygasm, uh what gosh, what else is there? Seven days of are those just for women or can anyone take them? I think anybody benefits from that work. Um, I used to teach both genders more. Now I'm focusing more on teaching women around birth. Um, mm -hmm. But like seven days of self-love, for example, it's a 30 to 30 second biohack you can do that makes most people giggle. I had a 70 year old man go through it. He's like, I now understand self-esteem. Thank you. You know, I had a... I had a 40-year-old woman who was like thinking about driving off buildings, do that, do that course. And she goes Ooh. like, I'm no longer in a nosedive. I, ha I have a tool to like bring me up from that. And I go, fantastic, right? So there is definitely a lot of courses based around mom stuff, but the Joygasm <clears throat> stuff and the Seven Days of Self-Love, like both of those are great places to start. The Joygasm yeah. is again, bi biohacks to figure out like, how do we work this energy system? How do we connect with you know, these sort of deeper principles of Tantra on one or like a myself to myself level. 
so that yeah. you can start exploring that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm excited to check into some of those. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned briefly a little bit back about facilitating the experience for people in connecting with joygasmic experiences or connecting with themselves. What's my question? Has that, has the experience been different? You learning on your own, what you learned and what you knew versus you facilitating the experience and what you learn and what you know from being in that facilitator role to have that space where people feel safe to have their experience. Oh, I mean, a huge part of it is the creating the space to feel safe. And I mean, when I look at other people in their experiences, when I facilitate, they have a lot easier time figuring it out than I did. I kind of had this like two by four upside the head and then like a long, <laughs> slow journey. Like, I feel like I made a lot of the mistakes along the way, but also a lot of the course material that I teach came out of those mistakes and going like, I just need a tool, please. Like, let me come up with some sort of tool that works. And, and I would get these downloads or I'd, I'd read something on the internet and go like, ooh, like I'm gonna jam that together with this other thing that I read and put them together. Um, a lot of the things that I teach now are a result of me just going like, there's this fabulous experience in my body. Hey, random stranger on the beach, we've been chatting for 10 minutes, like interested in trying a weird thing with me to see whether you feel this experience too. And uh, you know, the things that worked, I kept teaching. The things that didn't work, I let drop away. Um, and so it's really beautiful to be able to share that with people. And I do see like, it, it's, it really is so easy. Like our bodies are wired for pleasure. We like pleasure. We've just been highly trauma. Most people have been highly traumatized and trained away from pleasure or trained to find pleasure through things that are not good for us. And so, again, it's like undoing that programming and going like, what if, you know, what if I could, I used, I remember there was a, a really like pinpoint moment in my life where I realized I had an addiction to drama. I was really addicted to being in pain, having it be dramatic, being going to my friends and being like, this happened, blah, blah, blah. Isn't it the worst? And that was one of the ways I knew how to feel alive. I knew how to feel alive by being in the drama. And I remember this like really poignant moment of going, well, what if I could meet that need for feeling alive and feeling a lot of energy by being in pleasure? instead of in pain huh wow. right what if we could meet this because right now there's a lot of intensity in the world people are used to intensity we gotta have something to talk about it's gonna be charged it's gonna be big mm -hmm. it's like what if that was oh my god i'm so excited about this incredible experience i had like my love making last night was fabulous you know a world where those are the kind of conversations we're having like that's yeah. the world i want to be living in yes i agree i would love to meet in that world there's <laughs> so, so much been like sharing the happening and to break the taboo of like, hey how are you how are you in this brand new day yeah i had a great orgasm last night <laughs> abnormal but normal like oh the crazy and the brown happened like we yeah. can shift that we, you can focus yeah. on like brings you joy focus on that stop talking about what doesn't focus on what's yeah. good law of attraction like ah yeah yeah 
Yeah. And I mean, a gratitude journal is a fabulous practice for that. If there's nobody around you that that you can talk to about the things that are going well, you know, writing down five things that were great before bed, A, it'll get you to bed sooner. B, it'll, you know, you'll be able to see like, oh, there are things going on good in my life. Like human beings are wired to look for the tiger in the jungle so they don't get eaten. But we're really past the tiger in the jungle eaten phase. Like we're not in that anymore. So We've got to, but, but we're still operating from it, right? It's not the physical yeah. reality. We're still operating from it. And so we've got to do the work to get ourselves out of that level of consciousness, like fight or flight and into rest, digest, breed, feed, you know, tend <laughs> and tend and befriend all of these like yeah. parasympathetic systems where we're actually feeling good about life. Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole focus on you, everyone around you the past while like what's one of the best things you can do for your immune system for everything your body hug somebody for like 30 get the oxytocin release and when you do it people are like uh this feels now uh what do i do with my hands but when you can hold (laughs) that you know when you're a kid you're like i just want to be around mom and give mom a big hug and you know whatever two hours later you're still hugging her that's okay but we yeah. get conditioned, whatever it is, conditioned out of having the the pleasure of birth, the pleasure of sex, the the being just spending time with somebody to like, no, gotta go, go, go. So it's wonderful yeah. to hear how that's all coming back in. So the time, whether it's all your podcast listeners, whoever it is, like this is making a difference and people can also realize, hey, wow, you can change something just by thinking it just by trying it try it do it please please do it and try it (laughs) yeah that i mean that exercise i gave earlier with the arms out and the smile like literally set a timer and try it and if you feel better at the end of it really take a pause and go like huh what might happen if i spent one minute a day in this posture you know, and, and that arms out, it came from, well, I don't remember it was a Ted talk. It came from, I don't remember who now on like cortisol and they were, Mm -hmm. they were doing studies on it and people who did that pose in the bathroom for one minute before their interview were getting the job. You're like, huh, there's like some animal magnetism stuff here that's at play that if we can utilize it in our bodies, you know, it's body over mind. It works both ways. And we can we can create radically different experiences in our lives by by doing that by creating different experiences for ourselves yeah yeah i am a huge component of that and thank you for sharing that because you change your life such simple things like it really is that simple it really yeah simple yeah Yeah. you have to put the effort and the consistency but it is that simple you have to do it and the best yeah. time to do it is when is when it's an issue. The best time to so, show yourself love is when you're feeling unloving. You know, the best I I used to have these urges to like punch myself in the head. I only did it six times. It only took me that many times to figure out it was a bad idea. You know, like. And everybody loves technical difficulties, and we just had one. Uh, but it's really interesting and really synchronistic timing because we were about at the the end of. We've got available for 
episode, but this has been fantastic. And I wanted to ask, what are the ways that people can, we already said your course is available for everybody. How can people connect with you? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm sort of active on Instagram. I have an account there. It's joygasm harder, uh, most active on Facebook. That's, uh, facebook.com slash joygasm eight. I'll make sure you uh, send you all the links. Uh, Greg, and then joygasm.me is the orgasmic or the joygasmic birth preparation free e-course. Uh, ElenaHarder.com uh, has all of the podcasts and my service offerings. So if you want to do um, dietary work with me, if you want to, uh, if you've got like a daughter who's got terrible periods, or if you've got some sort of like vaginal health uh, issues, I do consultations around that and supporting that. And then just starting up wild birth, which will be local here in Kimberly region um, and around online um, supporting moms and doing free birthing practices uh, and we'll be folding in. I'm doing a mom-to-mom support call on Mondays. Uh, and the best way to get a message me uh, on Facebook probably. And shoot me shoot me a message there and say, I want to join the Conscious Moms group. And go like, yes, you do. It's your love. Yes. So. Yes. Trust <laughs> me. Yes, yes, you do. I'm not a mother, but you want to join. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> thanks, Greg. Oh, you, yeah. you wish you could get in on. Yeah. Can't, I was about to say, like, can I join? But like, that's probably weird if I asked that because I'm not a mom. So, <laughs> um, you know, I'd yeah. love to put something together for dads at some point. It hasn't come together yet, uh, mm-hmm. but one day, one day yeah, it'll happen. It, it's, it's in the ethers. It's saying and it will come into creation at exactly yeah. timing for it. Yeah. And if people are struggling with pro like uterine prolapse or um, bladder prolapse, or if they're having a hard time with healing their vaginas after birth, um, I also do sort of like digital zoom support calls. So I'll ship you herbs and help you get set up with a, a traditional herbal routine that will help in healing that, which is where I connect with a lot of people. Cause it's, you know, it's a big thing. People don't receive the information about how to take care of their bodies after babies. And it makes a big difference in terms of sexual function. And we can do, we, there's lots of things that can be done to help it. So whether that's yeah. six months after your baby's born, four days after your baby's born or 15 years or 30 years, like we can, we can always do the work to repair and restore what's happened there. It's lovely to get to do it right after births, but sometimes it doesn't happen till later. Yeah. Yeah, and that's okay because you can you can heal it at any point and move forward and still connect all of the different levels of orgasm and pleasure and yep. creation that are out there. So that's great. Awesome. Absolutely. I want to say thank you. This has been fantastic. I have really enjoyed it and I look forward to seeing all your new offerings and yeah, seeing what all manifests for you. Yeah, I'm excited too. Thank you so much, Greg. I really appreciate being on this show. It was super fun. You're a great host. And yeah, really enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to connecting to anybody who feels resonant and wants to work with me. Yeah, highly recommend it. So um, I'm not pregnant, but anybody who's out there uh, that wants to experience more pleasure and or is having a baby, uh, do it. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much, friends. We will catch you on the next episode. All right, friends. Thank you for joining me for another episode of The Wisdom of the Wilderness. I appreciate you being here and spending part of your day with me. And I hope that there has been a good experience on your end listening to today's episode.
if this episode resonated with you and you know somebody who might enjoy or appreciate, uh, be inspired or empowered by it, please feel free to pass it along and drop me a review on the podcast platform of your choice that you are listening to it on. As well, I now have an email address that you can feel free to send me messages, suggestions, thoughts, guest requests, questions, whatever it might be. That address is wisdomofthewilderness at protonmail.com. That's wisdomofthewilderness, all one word, at protonmail.com. Look forward to seeing some messages and want to say hello to everyone out there from all the different countries and cities and states and counties and provinces. Thank you. It's been really cool to see where people are listening from and think a little bit about all those different experiences people are having in their day-to-day life. All right. Have yourselves a good one, friends. We will talk to you the next time. The Wisdom of the Wilderness.